This is the SCT Show. Hughes carries for the hash mark into the slot. Horvat scores. Just 12 seconds into the man advantage. The captain gets the Canucks on the board. Four fans. I want to win a cup. And I don't know if you guys want to win a cup. I want to win a cup. By fans. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that Jimbo got his ass handed to him this offseason, right? Like, I, just, I could just imagine Aquilina must have just pour him a new asshole. Here are your hosts, Tanbir Rana and Nam Man. Welcome to another episode, folks. Uh, we've got Tanbir here. We've got Griminder here. We've got Nick here. And we've got producer Rana. Uh, Ryan, not producer Rana. Uh, producer Ryan and and now I'm here. Um, uh, crazy, crazy weekend, guys! It's been awesome. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I love the first round of the playoffs. I always find the storylines are usually the most interesting and the most crazy shit happens. And and it's been fun uh, with the Leafs. You know, like the panic that's going on in Toronto. Like that's freaking awesome. Um, the Avs today just absolutely took it to Vegas. Uh, but I think let's start with, you know, kind of the, the the big hot thing happening on on Canucks Twitter. Let's get everybody's take on this because I'm sure everybody wants to hear um, before we also jump into some other interesting things for this week. Uh, Seth Jones is not going to re-sign in Columbus. So, of course, Canucks Twitter is, is on fire right now, going crazy about potential Seth Jones trade proposals. Um and and it, it, it's going pretty wacko. I mean, that was one of the the um, hot debated topics that we sort of threw out on Twitter today, and got some proposals. Um, let's get some of your guys' takes. Who wants to go first? Tanbeer, uh, Seth Jones sounds like a familiar name that we've mentioned here before, doesn't it? Yeah, um, Nam's always talked about the possibility of Seth Jones, uh, you know, being an option here for the Canucks in the future, and. Uh, Props to him because I would always laugh. I'm just like Columbus isn't going to let someone that you know is probably their best player leave. You know, I still think that Seth Jones is a good player. Um, there are obviously the analytics community doesn't feel that way. I just don't see how you watch Columbus games and not like like notice how good Seth Jones is. Especially like this year, you know, everybody in Columbus had a bad year. Like there was nobody on Columbus that had a good year. Uh, and I, I know his, his numbers have been declining uh, even last year. I still feel he's, he's, he was that best player on that team, even when Panarin was there. Like, I thought in the playoffs last year in the play-in, in the bubble, he played a lot against Austin Matthews, and he did an incredible job on Austin Matthews. That's the kind of defenseman the Canucks need, and he'd be perfect with uh, Quinn Hughes. So, yeah, the, we did actually throw a, 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 you know, a, a question on Twitter about what was the best, uh, what, what, what's your best trade proposal for Seth uh, Jones. We'll get to those comments later, but I think it's a no-brainer if you could get him. Um, and you've always talked about Nam. You've always talked about the possibility of maybe doing a one-for-one one, like Bo Horvat for Seth Jones. And um, I don't know about trading Bo. I wouldn't but, trade Bo, no. You know, no. from Ohio. Um, yes. He's a little bit older. Um, and if you could, you know, package up maybe a first-rounder maybe next year or even this year's first, I'd look into something like that. Just because I think that this guy would be perfect for a guy like Quinn Hughes. He's big. He could defend. He can move the puck. He has a he has a great shot. Um, and even if we have to tra- give in a, a, an H. Schmidt, J. T. Miller, and a, a first round pick or something like that, I'd look into do something doing something like that. Even though the analytics don't say that they're so good on Jones right now. 
Let's get let's get Nick's take on this. Nick, what do you think? <laughs> uh, it's it would be a pretty interesting fit because you know Seth Jones on the outset he seems like the type of player the Canucks need, right? They need kind of like that top four defenseman really badly. Need they need to to fill going forward, and of course, as the whole debate between analytics and the eye test, right? Like. You know, if you look at analytics, he's absolute like trash defenseman. But it, the guy, the eye test people will be like, oh, he's, you know, he's a legit stud defenseman. The, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, right? He's probably, you know, not as bad as the analytics come out to, to say he is, but he's also probably not as good as, you know, some of the people who really want to hype up Seth Jones come up to be. But I mean, it, it, so he's making, I, I've got the numbers right here. I've done the research. He's making five points. and then you would have to re-sign him. You would probably want some sort of big ticket, like eight years, eight million, something like that. He want like he want like some sort of big contract to secure him for the rest of the season. And of course, you know, after next season, that's when a lot of these bad contracts for the Vancouver Canucks clear out, right? Like that's the year, that's when Louis Erickson's going to be off the books. That's when Brandon, not not Brandon, Antoine Roussel is going to be off the books. You can probably add. You could, yeah, you could probably the cap recapture, I believe, is off of there as well. Yep. Brain yep. Holpe, Brain Holpe, yep. we can add him to the bad contracts already. Unfortunately, it hasn't really worked out his time in Vancouver. But you know, obviously, yeah, that's when you'll have tons of room to you know re-sign Seth Jones. That's also your Brock Besser. His uh, his deal comes up, so yeah, you'll have all that room to like you'll have no problem re-signing him. But you'll probably be in the situation that we are in. Uh, this year where you have to re-sign two big guys and it doesn't really allow you that much room to improve around the margins. So, I mean, I, I think, I think they're definitely going to try and acquire Seth Jones. I think there is, you know, smoke to the fire that are these rumors because let's remember Jim Benning went really hard after all the recommend Larson last, uh, last off season, right? Yeah. Like that's probably the, that's, that's arguably the main reason why he didn't re-sign Tyler Toffoli as he, yeah. he ran out of time, he was too distracted with uh, the Oliver Ekman Larson trade negotiations. So I, I can see Jim Benning trying really hard to go after him. Uh, yeah. But again, I, you, you, you acquire Steph Jones, you got to resign him in a year. Then we're in a situation we're in this year where you have to resign two big players. And that doesn't really leave you much room to improve around, you know, the, the depth of this team uh, in terms of the price. I would say Columbus probably wants, you know, a first round pick. Uh, a pretty good prospect and uh, a roster player. Like they're going to ask for the moon and uh, people have suggested JT Miller. Cause he's from Ohio, you know, a, a player that, you know, Columbus could probably use in their top six. I don't, I don't know if I'd give up a guy like JT Miller, but uh, I think in, in terms of the overall fit, yeah, he's, he would be a, he would be a piece the Canucks need, right? Like a top four defenseman who you could pl- play beside a guy like Quinn Hughes. Like that's a no brainer, but I'm just worried about, you know, having to re-sign him and the price that would come with that because after next season, you're in the same situation you are this year with, you know, Elise Patterson and Quinn Hughes, just, you know, these guys are already making a bit more. Yeah. No, and let's not forget too, Tyson Berry was another right-handed shot uh, defenseman that Jim went really hard after. So clearly, like, this totally fits the profile. Uh, Griminder, let's get your take on this Seth Jones stuff. Yes, no, of course. Um, I mean, Seth Jones, first of all, has the quality improved today? 
It's good, right? The, 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 you sound oh, amazing. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Seth Jones is probably top, top 15 defenseman in the NHL. I agree. Probably better in my opinion. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, that's giving him a lot of leeway. That's because of where he plays. And if we look at where he's playing, John Tortorella has this lifespan, not only for himself, but other players. And so Seth Jones would undoubtedly make our defense core that much better. But then, Nick, I saw, I remember you posted something on Twitter. Would, would you give up a first rounder and Pod Colson for Patrick Line? Right? And my answer to that was yes. Now what? The reason is, well, now, well, because John Tortorella is now leaving Columbus. Maybe players won't ask to leave Columbus as often as they do. However, Seth Jones already has a year, I believe, on his deal and still wants to go out. That's crazy. But that's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah, right? And so... It's because well, they don't want to give him. They they don't want to be the team to give him his next deal. That's really what it comes down to. It's I don't think it has anything to do with the coach, obviously, because Torts is gone. Yeah, and technically, okay. I believe the report is that Seth Jones said he's not going to resign. He didn't say he wants out. He said he's in test free agency. Yeah. that's what Friedman said yesterday. Yeah, so that basically means he's gone, right? Yeah. And we have to remember a couple of things. Seth Jones is in the same draft class as Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And Nathan McKinnon went absolutely off tonight. And Patrick Waugh had the balls at the time to pick McKinnon over Jones when Jones was the uh, quote-unquote um, best, uh, uh, best prospect to go. Yeah. Right? I think like if Seth Jones was still in Nashville, um, him and Yossi would be just going off because they would have also had uh, Subban as well. And they had Ekholm. And, and uh, I'm I'm forgetting one one of the other defensemen, Alice. Alice, Alice right yeah. Thank you very much. So it's tough. I mean, we need help up front, and we need help in the back. Um, you know what? If I was going to trade for one of them, the only way I would trade for the only risk that comes with Seth Jones is that he comes for a year and he leaves because you know Jim Benning's going to uh uh uh. <laughs> Run out of time. <laughs> I've been thinking about that all night. I was like, how am I going to yeah. You had to get that in there. I had to. We, can't, um, we cannot trade JT Miller. JT Miller is a heart and soul player without a C on his jersey. And perhaps this year as a human being... It was tough. COVID's been tough on all of us, right? I mean, I saw the Canadians and the Leafs yesterday play, and I had a tear in my when I saw fans in the building. I was like, wow, are we really, are we really there yet? Are we getting there? Right. Yeah. And JT Miller just spoke from his heart, and that's what you want on this team. Jim Benning is known for shipping guys off like Tyler Sagan because they don't want to babysit him, right? Totally off guard. Totally offside. You can't do that. JT Miller, I know he's 28, 29, needs to stay. Nate Schmidt, this I don't know where this rumor came around from where he wants out. I think he's a very good defenseman, top four for sure. Would I trade a first rounder this season for either Line or 
Jones, yes. When I sure, I think put, yeah, like what, a first rounder. Sorry, Brandon, not to cut you off, but a first rounder this year, yeah, you might look at trading. Obviously, depending on where it lands. But like for me, JT Miller is an absolute no. JT Miller is a heart and soul player who will Absolutely. win you playoff games. Absolutely. A lot of this Seth Jones talk in the last few days has come down to analytics versus eye test. Miller, and I've never actually looked at his analytics. They're probably really good. But his eye test is off the charts, too. He's a hungry player who wants to win. So absolutely not. But, yeah. you know, Columbus doesn't want Schmidt. Like, that's not happening. So they're going to want something better out of the deal. I think if you can make it What makes you say that, though? What makes you think they don't want Schmidt? Schmidt isn't some stud player that people are lining up to get. I mean, look what he went for when Jim Benning got him, right? So no one's lining up the block to get him. Yeah, they might ask for Miller. Well, I would say absolutely no to, to trading Miller. Like I said, you need that guy to win in the playoffs. Seth Jones would be good here. You know he would be good here. But I cannot take another guy who's going to get a contract that is too high that I'm going to have to hear about for the next four years. Twitter is unbearable. Anytime a Canuck player doesn't do something or does something that makes a little too much money, Canuck fans are just moronic. They go absolutely ballistic. I don't want any more of that. So because of that, I'm out for Seth Jones. I don't want to hear any more bullshit. I want more of that. Harassing Joe. I don't know why where this uh, analytics are just... They don't look great on him, but how much of that has to do with how the way Columbus plays and how bad Columbus was this year? Columbus is a defensive team. Uh, even last year when they were, you know, in the play playing bubble and whatever, they get dominated most of the part. Like, like even against Toronto, like it was surprising that Toronto lost that series, considering you know how how much Toronto controlled play of the game. I think a lot of it uh, the analytics have to do with where Seth Jones plays. I think he's a a heck of a hockey player, and I'd trade JT Miller for him in a heartbeat. I really believe that. Because Would you really? Would you really JT Miller for Seth Jones just like that, straight up? I think it. T- I think it actually take more than just JT Miller for Seth Jones. I think that's. Um, that's because I, I, yeah, I know I would. You would have to throw a first round pick in there just because he's really? a great defenseman yeah. in the NHL. The old boys club thinks, oh, you got to throw in, a, you got to sprinkle a little bit more sugar on that one because he's a right shot defenseman. I think JT Miller has done so much for this team, and I find it quite yeah. ironic how the media <laughs> likes to dump on players or accentuate the body language negativity, and then yet still prop them up to be a great asset for the team. I, I, I don't I don't understand the um I mean uh, uh, there's a lot the of paradigm the paradigm there I would I wouldn't trade set for, for me I wouldn't I think JT Miller's a better asset than Seth Jones just because Seth Jones value now has dropped because of the way the Columbus plays. That me? being said You guys are serious right now? You guys actually think JT Miller is a better hockey player than Seth Jones? No, he's not. Like, come on. Just what like, is, I can't believe Like, this guy is a stud number one defenseman. He's playing on a bad team. The, the Columbus Blue Jackets were one of the worst teams in the league this year. And look at the way they play hockey, dude. The tort style of hockey. They play in their defensive zone all the and time. Where has it gotten Seth Jones? JT Miller came What's to it? Vancouver and made a name for himself on and off the ice. Right, I mean Seth Jones for the Ryan for Ryan Johansson, that was a blockbuster. Now, I don't know what's happened to Johansson in Nashville. I don't know what's happened. I know Jones has become an afterthought. 
probably because of the market. But JT Miller, like AV said, has finally matured. And I have to give him a ton of props for when he stood up there and said, yeah, this team's got COVID and this is bullshit, without saying it's bullshit, right? I would... If, 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 you, if you take JT, you don't have to get Seth Jones by giving away JT Miller. That's the thing. We can have both if we want it. Right? That's absolutely possible, yeah. Because, I mean, we don't, know, we don't know if yeah. Columbus wants sort of NHL players or they're looking to rebuild. And maybe what they're looking for are picks and prospects, right? Exactly. So, I mean, maybe, maybe a JT Miller who's got two years left on his deal is not really the type of asset they're looking for. But I, I do want to ask you guys. Like, so, you know, Nick, you said that it's going to be JT Miller plus who in the NHL is going to even give Nashville a player like JT Miller, assuming that, you know, they're, they're open to, you know, sort of established players instead of, you know, picks and prospects, how, like who out there can beat JT Miller? That's a good question. I, I think there there should be at least a, a few teams. Like I haven't done that. I gotta be honest. I haven't done that much research into like which other teams would be interested in Seth Jones. But you know, unless the the uh, I think Wierenski's up pretty soon as well. So I think yeah. there's there there's a uh, there's a there's a point to be had that you know you can give up just picks and prospects if you know let's say obviously Jones has already said. Uh, like he wants out or he's not, he's going to test free agency. He's, he's going to test free agency. Yeah. yeah he's going to test free agency. What happens if Wierenski says the same thing, then you're losing which your you could. top, which you could, and you're losing your entire top pair. Maybe could. Columbus yeah. says, you know, we, we got to yeah. rebuild this thing, which again would suck for their fans yeah. in that franchise. But I, I guess it's, it's very much, yeah. I guess it's, I guess it's possible if they didn't want, you know, a guy like yeah. T Miller to give up just picks what, prospects. But in that case, Wierenski. what prospects, what prospects are you giving up if you're the Canucks? I don't know. Oh well, yeah. I don't uh, think the Canucks can get in, involved in that game. They don't have they don't have the game, the guys. Yeah. I mean, like, like you guys have to understand too. Like, I, I know we're sort of talking about this thing, but like, you know, Seth Jones can be an unrestricted free agent in twelve months. Like, this is Tyler Toffoli times a hundred if you give up first and a pod. Yeah, pod calls him. Yeah, right? like you cannot so make a trade. For a guy who can be like, peace out, I'm out in 12 months. This is Seth Jones. The guy was born in Texas. He's an American. You know, I mean, depending on who you, you know, kind of listen to online, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a certain type of American S politics that make you perhaps think that he wants to live in America too, right? So it's entirely possible that this guy could say, you know what, I'm going to test free agency. I've kind of made up my mind, going to see how it goes. You cannot, like, even giving up a first and, let's say, Schmidt is pretty risky for that for a guy who could walk in 12 months. I think the right? biggest you, risk... You're left with nothing, right? I think the biggest risk, Nam and Nick, all you guys talk about, is the, the contract that he's going to get. Like, he's probably going to get, like, a lot of money and a lot of terms because, you know, he... It's probably he, 8 mil at a base, yeah. right? Like, probably maybe Drew not. Money. Drew Doughty money, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's a risk for sure. And the, the term that's going to get the risk. Are you trying to say that he wants to play in Dallas or something like that? Like, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is oftentimes players that are, you know, American born, you know, Vancouver living in Canada is not exactly priority number one. I mean, honestly speaking, a lot of these guys, yeah, they love, you know, the LA, New York, for example, like the Rangers would of course be an appealing team to, you know, any free agent yeah, yeah. out there, especially American born. Right. So what I'm trying to get at is that it's entirely possible 
that this guy is kind of like, peace out, I'm gone in 12 months. Compared to, let's say, for example, on St. Louis, um, who's, the, who's the guy, the name? Uh, uh, Alberta, Not Petrangelo. Uh, Preco? The other guy. Preco, yes. So he's a free agent as well in 22, and he's Alberta-born, right? Now, there's a guy who's got some ties to Canada. Alberta loves like, hey. <laughs> hey, and that that's an example of a guy yeah. that if you acquired that I'd be like, hey man, you got some pretty good shot at you know signing him with with Seth Jones. Uh, I think you got to impress him. I don't think Seth Jones is gonna be like, all right, I'm I'm in. I think he's gonna be like, let me kind of wait. Acquiring and see. Seth Jones would be it would be a move to try and get in the playoffs next year and try yeah. and then convince him, you know, Impressed, hey, we're a team and, on the rise. We got to you got to sign here. We're I think yes, exactly. That makes exactly. sense. Actually, that, that makes a lot of sense. You might not be able, be able to get him uh, on that contract because he might want to test free agency and go somewhere more enticing. That makes actually a lot of sense, Nam. Maybe, Nam, maybe, Nam, right? Nam I mean, has it's done a possibility. Nam has done his homework on Seth Jones like a long time ago. I swear to God, we've been talking about Seth Jones being a Canuck yeah, for so long on this show. And yeah. another thing I wanted to mention: you say a guy like Pareko, who's from Alberta. Yeah. If, you know, Alberta, Alberta love the people in Alberta love coming to BC during this pandemic. Yep. They were here the whole time. Like that's all Alberta plates all over the place. Not just that, a guy like Brandon Sutter from Alberta doesn't even want to leave Vancouver. Like absolutely, the people in Alberta because they live in such you know crappy places. And I know I had Edmonton win the cup, um, and uh, we could talk about that later. But you know, I think <laughs> in living in Edmonton and Calgary could just be miserable at times. So the closest place to come is Vancouver. You know, British Columbia, I think, uh, or Surrey. You got a shot, right? Like, Surrey's like a it's place either, you when you come you, here, right? But either um, you have uh, a BC boy or an Alberta boy, and you got a good shot at those guys, man. In my yeah. opinion, I think Joe. I think Joe agrees too. I think he was nodding his head there. He's like, right. the MLB guru, uh, you know, agrees with uh, me when it comes to the <laughs> Alberta. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's some to that, and like you know, going after a guy like Preco, that would be that would be pretty smart. With that said, St. Louis probably doesn't want to give him up, but. The more you think about the Seth Jones thing, the more it stinks. I have to be honest. You know, not not knowing his analytics were so bad, I was kind of like, oh, that would be pretty dope. The more you look into it, I don't know, man. I might be out for this Seth Jones thing. Sorry, Nam. No, no, no. Look, I, I, I will be the first person to say, I know I've been on the Seth Jones bandwagon for a while, and I'm the first person to say that, look, guys, there's a certain price that, yeah, you make it happen. You do it. You take a chance. And if that price is something like a first round draft pick and like a, a Colin, and I'm, I'm not saying this is what it is, guys. It's just as an example, the level of, okay, if it's that's the price, you make it happen, you roll the dice and you see, you know, what you can make out of it. But I just don't think that's going to be the case. And I think mm -hmm. if they're going to start asking for like, you know, Hoglander, Rathbone or Pod Colson, like take oh, a no. hike. Fuck yeah. no. Right? Like absolutely no chance. Like that's just absolute idiotic you know business there um and and but if the, if it's something like you know maybe a nate schmidt and and maybe like i i personally first think even like a nate schmidt even nate schmidt in the first man you guys i mean i know you know he didn't have a great year but you know like schmidt was pretty good in vegas right like like giving up a first you're basically saying that hey you know the, you know jones is that much better than schmidt even that i'd be kind of like he is a little better but I, i'd be kind of like all right but I mean, I wouldn't be loving it, but I'd probably yeah. find roll the dice on that. But, but it would all depend on how he does, kids. right? It would all depend on how he does too. Like I think right now, his Seth Jones name is not the same as it was a few years ago because of 
the analytics and all that stuff. But like, I think he's better than Schmidt, and I think Schmidt was terrible this year. Like, I think the fact that he didn't speak to the media um, after the season and just showed that he was the guy probably asking for a trade. Like, yeah, um, I mean, he obviously didn't mesh. I felt like it didn't mesh with the team. He didn't mesh with the team this yeah. year. Like, he came in and he was maybe trying to be too funny. And the player, the, the the team probably just didn't dig that. Like I think, I think the personality of him doesn't mess with the team in the locker room. It's entirely possible, and and yeah, like I I do agree with Joe. You know, in the sense where this has the potential to just be a stinker, and quite frankly, that's the last thing that you know we can we can have right now, right? Like, uh, you know, one point I want to make that I think is something that is very valuable and we we look we we we're seeing it right now with with Colorado. Look at the way that that team built their defense, right? Uh would you guys not agree Devin Taves was arguably speaking one of the most underrated players and look at him now. I mean, he's been phenomenal on that Colorado team, right? Like those are the kind of guys. I mean, what was the price? Two late seconds. Like that's nothing. Well, right? they were able to get him because they were like one of the only teams that had the cap space to cap just space. take him. Exactly. That was, we didn't have to, you know, exactly. you know, give up anyone on the roster or make a move to, you know, dit, you know, dump someone else on on, a, on another team, right? They could just acquire Absolutely. him. Absolutely. There's going to be everything sneaky Colorado guys like that. Oh, everything Colorado. Colorado's done ever since Matt Duchesne trade has been just genius. Unreal, like, eh? Joe oh. Sackick had a bad rep for a while. Like, people did not respect the way Joe Sackick was doing his job earlier in his career. Um, even guy, a guy like who... You know, Taj 1944, he was ripping Joe Sackick. And and yeah. he's even on the train of um, Sackick. I don't think he's ever admitted that he's proved him wrong, but it's pretty sad. You know, it's pretty it's pretty funny that all of a sudden he's a big Colorado Avalanche fan. But it's just it's just funny that, like, what he's done it, ever since that Duchesne trade, what Joe Sackick has done is unbelievable. And Patrick Wall left the organization. I guess he didn't agree with how Joe Sackett was doing business. But, man, like, everything they've done, like, I, I can't find anything they've done that's been, like, wrong. Dude, they've Ever hit since. so many gold mines. I mean, think about yeah. all the moves they've Borowski, right? I mean, yeah. even Grubauer, you know, like, they're Donskoy signing. They're no, like, Ryan yeah. Graves, they picked up out of, you know, from the Rangers for, like, a nobody. Yeah. Like, I think they traded like an Alex Biega type for for Ryan Ray, you know, Reeves Ray, and uh, I mean Graves there. Uh, like Joe Sakic. I mean, what an amazing job that this guy's done. Let's not forget, 2017 guys. Four years ago was when this team was dead last by a mile, and now, yeah. arguably three, the best team in the NHL. And well, it all starts because they were able to get. Nathan McKinnon at like six point three million dollars, and they yeah. have him out there for another two years, right? Like that—that's where it all starts. Like they're not able to make the moves he makes, the Joe Sakic that is. If you know Nathan McKinnon signed to probably what he's worth, which is what like ten million dollars. Like he's definitely mm. worth as much as a guy like Mitch Marner. He's making like eleven. Uh, he's better than yeah. Mitch Marner. In my, <laughs> easily better than Mitch Marner. So he should probably be making like four or five million more than he is right now, right? And it was obviously like bit of fortunate luck to sign Nathan McKinnon to where he was. Cause I think at the time when the, he signed that deal, he was only like a 53 point player. Like he was not Nathan yeah. McKinnon. We now all know and love. So yeah. a bit of fortunate timing there, but sometimes you got to get lucky like that. And to have the foresight to lock him up long-term for a number like that is, 
it, it's good. It's good management, right? It's good management. Yeah. No, he, he even said he'd take a discount on his next deal, that guy, too. So there's that. That's amazing. Nathan McKinnon, for the second year in a row, let me remind you, is the best player in the playoffs. So everyone wants to talk about Connor. Over McDavid. It's all McDavid. Oh, oh, talk 24-7, okay? <laughs> McKinnon, <laughs> McKinnon is the best player in the playoffs. Two years running. So I'm tired of hearing about Connor McMuffin. That's enough. Tanbeer and his Oilers picture on his Twitter account. Everyone going off about the Oilers this year and the Maple Leafs for that matter. All we heard about, oh, Toronto's so good. Oilers, oh, they're really coming along. They're not. Toronto <laughs> has no chance of winning the Stanley Cup. If you think Toronto can beat Colorado in a series, you are living in Brampton or <laughs> Sudbury or something. Give your head a shake. These okay. two teams are not it. Uh, Nam didn't even introduce that Joe was on the show today, and Joe just came in and just like just had the rant of the of the year right there. Because honestly, I, I'm I'm wrong. You know, the reason that took Edmonton first off to win the cup was a value pick. It wasn't because I thought they would win. I did it because it was a valued pick as a gambler. You know, the they got bad value there. They didn't win a game. Oh, yeah. Horrible. <laughs> they, they they were out in six days. And well, your team lasted six sure. days. It's embarrassing. The Canucks won three. more games during the freaking playoffs than the Oilers did, man. Are you it kidding me? It is what me? it is. It is what it the is. The Canucks it's... lasted like as long as the Oilers. Right? <laughs> I mean, the problem God's is, sake. the reason I took Edmonton, and people were angry that I took Edmonton, and I had Connor and Leon as my, you know, icon back. Like I said, value. I like the way Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid play hockey. They're fun to watch. Anybody that disagrees with there is just lying to themselves. They are so fun to watch. And um, and Jajar Kara, you know, Surrey boy, I went to high school with him. Like, I think that he, you know, like, I can, how do I cheer against the guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't cheer against Jajar. And, and he was a, one of the bottom. No one's cheering against Jajar, man. No, serious, right? No. So, hey, but you know. Brown, being, no, being, being into a Canadian or going to high school with him. Jajar Kara is Jajar Kara. I think it'll be. I agree with you, Tanbeer. Yeah. They should. The Canucks should make a move to get him here, just for an optics point of view, right? It'd be a PR move, you know. We've a had. Okay, we've. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We've had enough PR moves with the Vancouver Canucks in recent years. How about we just get? <laughs> how about we just get the best players available and not worry yeah. about the PR? I'll second that. I'll second hey, that. We hey. talk about that poll question. Not the poll question. The the uh, the question I put out there on Twitter, Nam, you can say say what you proposals. want to say. But I want to get to what the the best trade rec- uh, proposal that sure. people responded back to. The one team. one point on the Oilers before we do move on, and this is probably in in Tambier's defense, guys. They lost three straight overtime games. I think I read stats somewhere that it was something like one or two percent chance of that like going down. So I know it's all like it's all it's hilarious. It honestly is. It's not. I, I'm laughing at even what's happened with with the Leafs here, but it was kind of unfortunate, right? They they had some kind of shitty luck to kind of go out the way they did, but still freaking amazing, absolutely awesome. Now let's jump into some of these proposals because, good God, are some of these proposals awful? Yeah, like Miller, yeah. Miller, Schmidt, and a first. Holy shit, guys! He's a free agent in twelve months. What's wrong with y'all? Who, who, yeah. who are we polling here? Twitter? Were we polling? Yeah, well, this is on Twitter. Okay, hit me with a couple more time here. What else you got? Okay. Well, I'm trying to get to that tweet right now. Uh, you, you you hit that up. Uh, 
you started talking about it really quickly there. I was uh, about to post another dub for SCT Bets. We put the Clippers out for minus three and a half. Another dub for the boys. Uh, we I said we would, you know, we well, said then. that we would finish the, the the month of May strong, and we have, you know, held up to to that right there. Like we have been killing it. I know Joe's not happy with the way MLB has gone the last couple of days, but Joe is still hitting at almost a seventy percent clip. So don't worry about it, Joey. You carried us a lot, a lot along the way. Um, Joe, you're probably annoyed with the, the Jays, Jays bullpen as well. Oh God, oh, blew it again. Don't even give him started. Man. Yeah, give Joe <laughs> Yeah, but Joey, Joey has been killing it for MLB, and he's the guru. Yep. Um, and we listen. We're, our MLB will get back to where it was before. But we have killed it on NHL and uh, NBA recently, and for for a while we were we were pretty bad. So, you know, we got another dub tonight, three and one. I think six and two on for the whole weekend, which is unreal. And let's get to these proposals because a lot, like Nam said, a lot of them are pretty bad. Um, <laughs> this one right here, uh, a 2020, 2021 first, a twenty twenty two second, Ole Olevi and Cole Lind. What would you guys say to that one? Yeah, by I mean, the, see, that, that, for who? Like, all, by the way, that was Jones, uh, South Jones. By the way, that was uh, from uh, first, Cole Robinson, Cole Nuck on Twitter. Um, that's the proposal. Oh, for Sorry, what, what were the picks again? For a uh, one, a two, Olio Levy and Cole Lind. Is the first, first from this year? Second. First from this year. Yeah, okay. a second as well from 2022. Olio Levy and Cole Lind. I think, like, giving up Ole Levy and Colin is whatever, right? Like, Colin yeah. might be, like, a fourth-line guy. Ole Levy probably not even going to be a top-six defenseman at yeah. this point. It's just, like, the draft pick at this point. Like, Canucks are going to yeah. need, like, whoever – let's say this pick lands uh, lands wherever, right? They're going to – the Canucks, with their cash situation, like, they're going to need that ELC and that guy to produce if they want to, you know, contend, right? Like, look at look at every contender out there right now. They all have at least one guy who's on their ELC performing way above it. Like, look, we, we just finished talking about Colorado. Kale McCarr is on these ELC still. He's making like yep. less than a mil right now. He's arguably yep. maybe the best defenseman in the playoffs right now. He's yep. crossing up guys like it's an and one mixtape. Like, it's fucking yep. ridiculous what he's doing out there. So, yeah, if the Canucks want to be like a serious, serious contender, they need some guys on their ELCs to punch way above their weight. So that's why I wouldn't want to give up the first round pick from this year. Mm. I Joe? think it's a fair it's a fair offer. Like I will say, it's a yeah. it's a fair offer to to jump in. Oh, Joe, what do what do you what do you feel about that? Yeah, I was gonna say it's not too bad because there's no consensus. Number one, because it seems to be there's just a strong top ten, and because where we're picking, I would look at possibly moving this year's first. But if I was to do any kind of deal with Seth Jones, the first and foremost part would be what's the contract extension, and the contract extension would have to be signed right away because you cannot go down the Madden and a second wormhole again, where you're giving up prospects, you're giving up picks for someone who's not going to be here long-term. It makes no sense. Like that one move alone should have been enough to get Jim Benning fired. It didn't happen. We're here dealing with the future, but he just, he's got to stop making those mistakes. If Seth Jones is going to come over, let's lock him up. Let's get to more of these proposals. Uh, Mark Edge, uh, funniest part of this uh, whole thread is Mark Edge uh, responding. He's like, uh, He's like, uh, <laughs> Jones, so one of the requests was Amon Gill from Amon Gill 89. He's like, Jones for Louis, uh, Jones for Louis Wu in a second. And I guess that was just like, uh, you know, a troll, a troll, a troll for their market. Trade with Louis Erickson. Yeah. I swear to God. Hey, you like, got to make the money work. 
<laughs> gotta make the money work somehow. Yeah. And uh, Mark Edge right there in that same thread, he's like, they're not going to take Louie. Seattle is. Can we like save that tweet like seriously for like after the expansion just to bring it up again? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I really believe Mark Edge had a busy couple of days. My conspiracy theory is Mark Edge is Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> who is better or the who same. is Rob? <laughs> the same person. That's a pretty good one. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go another trade request. I think this is a really good one. Um, I think this is the one that's going to win the hoodie. By the way, I said I was going to give away a free hoodie. Uh, Edward Eddie A fifty two Jones for Canucks Twitter to shut up for two hours max. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> no, no man, we we can't we can't. What are you guys? Or is Mark Edge the winner? Did we just send Mark a, Mark a hoodie or what? No. Yeah, no, give no, it no. to Mark Edge. He's the man. Yeah. The guy Come on, man. He can be he can be a brand ambassador for the podcast. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, he came on. You, you, I, I can see Columbus wanting this this first. Um uh, again, I think that's probably realistically a, a reasonable starting point and, and something that, again, when you look around the league and you look at comparable offers, like I do think you know a team like LA and I think a team like New York and, and even a team like Philly, for example, who's probably going to have interest, could make a very competitive offer with good prospects. Uh, but yes. I don't think any of them are going to be able to offer up the, the ninth or 10th pick here. I do think the ninth or 10th pick in this draft, especially does carry a lot of, val- of you know, uh, volume here, like value. Uh, because like you look at a, a guy like Mason McTavish, he barely got to play. Um, there's a, there's you know quite a bit of skill set there. And, and if he had gotten more games in, maybe this guy's a consensus top five. He still might go top five, but there's some really good value there, especially for when you consider the fact, you know, to Nick's point, like in a couple of years, you know, we're going to really need that next sort of in- Injection of you know ELCs coming in, and our prospect pool as is like once you know um, Podkosen and, and Rathbone officially graduate, uh, it's pretty weak, guys. Like it's it, it you know this is a this is what happens when you've also traded away your most you know last in last year's draft class. We traded away the one and the two. Uh, we've also traded away a three recently. We've moved on from um, you know uh, during the uh, the trade with um, Madden, right? We we traded him away. So you know the 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 base has taken a bit of a hit. Some have graduated, um, and and you know you're gonna end up just paying for that later on. And you, Madam, I'm glad I'm glad you said that. I hundred percent agree, because that's the one thing I've been thinking about. Because Rick Dollywell reported that Park Colson signed his ELC. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now, okay, Lind, Gadjevich, Lockwood. Traded Godet for God knows what reason. Traded Madden for nothing. Traded a second with Madden for nothing. Yeah. I can't even name a prospect in the system right now. I mean, uh, DiPietro doesn't even count. He's, he's here, right? I couldn't tell you. If somebody asked me right now, what's your top prospect in the system that's not on the contract at all, but, has, but the Canucks have the rights, I couldn't name you one. And that is very disturbing because uh, uh, here we are back again. I think Aiden McDonough. Aiden's going to be the guy. You're right. Aiden's the guy who we haven't signed yet because Jet Wu we've signed, 
DPF yeah. we signed, Colin we signed, Yolevi we signed, uh, Rapone and 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 Pod Colson we signed, right? Aiden, Aiden who? Aiden, Aiden McDonough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, my son's name is Aiden. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I but Matt, you, you're totally right. I mean, after Pod Colson, after the Trampkin debacle, after we've traded all these, like now they need uh, 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 two more years, hmm. right? So, which is why, which is which is the crux of our my message in our group was, I can't even tell you a prospect anymore. Yeah, no, it's because fair. they're all in the taxi squad and they're all going to be in the HL. I don't count prospects in the NHL. I count prospects that haven't played professional hockey yet, right? Yeah. And that's the disturbing thing. So, so like we had a podcast <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I think in February, where I said our best chip is our first round pick. Yeah, you did. Sorry? You did say that. I remember, yeah. If you look at Corey Schneider, he was on the cusp of greatness when we traded him for one player in the ninth overall pick with Bo Horvat. And we were like, what? And look at Bo Horvat. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I thought Corey Schneider was a better goalie than than Carey Price at the time. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, his physical uh, injuries and ailments... um, uh, held him back and set him back, right? For him to eventually see where we all saw he was going to go. He outgrew Luongo here, and with, and that is an amazing statement to say. Like, could, like, could you, Luongo is one of the winningest, third winningest goaltender in the NHL, and there was a goalie here in our city that was better than him that they were willing to bank on, right? And what did he get, Bo Horvat? So. When I come yep. back, I always say, you know, Nick, I always think about your that tweet. I'm like, first and Pod Colson for Line A. Why couldn't you just get Line A for the first pick? Right? Mm-hmm. And, and usually good teams do that. Honestly, that's, right? yeah. that's how good teams mine mm-hmm. these talents. They don't give up any of Great their top point. studs. They don't give yeah, up the Pod Colsons. But I don't think up the goalies first. are as valuable. Exactly. Well, well right. but, but okay, if you want Seth Jones, okay. If I'm a general manager, I'm like, okay, you gotta cut the line. I want Seth Jones to guarantee an extension before I make this trade. That's the only way I make that trade. Okay. Yeah. And and, and then done. There is my first round pick. Here's Puck Colson. Seth Jones, five by five, nice ship off Schmidt or something else. I shed something, right? If you can get Liney, man, could you imagine our top six? And you keep JT Miller, right? You know, JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat, Brock Besser, Patrick Line, Niels Hoaglander, and Pod Colson. That's a deep four group. Then you got to work backwards. Unfortunately, this team doesn't have the mindset and the management to think that way because I found it funny. I got, I'm a season ticket holder, right? I got an email. Two weeks ago for Stars on Ice. <laughs> Book your tickets for Stars on Ice. I'm like, okay, so they know something. But no one's talked to me about re-upping. Well, I'm already re-upped, right? But going forward. So they don't think go out. They think <laughs> out front back, right? So if I'm going to be a season ticket holder, why would I want to go to Stars on Ice when I haven't been contacted since... May of 2020 about anything about my tickets. Do you know what? Do you know what's weird, Grimender? The Sadine rumor. 
Like, oh, it's not a rumor. Came out it's they're, happening. They're, you know what? It's gonna, not, gonna happen at some it's point. Happening. It's gonna happen. I know what? it's happening, but it came out at the point to take the pressure off Benning almost. Didn't it feel like that? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What it felt like. I, yeah. You know what? I felt bad for Trevor Linden. I wasn't. I wasn't always the biggest Trevor Linden fan, but I respect the work he's done in the community and what he means to Vancouver. But Daniel and Henrik are like, if you're, if they're gonna come in, and they're gonna fire Daniel Henrik, holy shit, man! Like, there is no coming back from that, right? I mean, how many more retired jerseys do we have to go through? before they get what they're doing. I, I, I almost feel bad. For, that's why they haven't come in yet. It's felt like a slap to the face. Yeah, bad. man. Like, even, I felt bad for Trevlin. Trevlin is like, we're going to do it the proper way. And like, no. And you know what? I, there are so many people that have suffered through COVID. And I'm so thankful that we're almost at the end of it, right? We're all getting vaccinated with, you know, with respect to how we believe in it. And uh, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. I refuse to believe that billionaires, billionaires, are crying poor during this time when there are people that barely make anything and losing their jobs. And and Aquilini laid off a bunch of people yeah. from the Canucks, and right? And <laughs> he's Lee, he made a lot of people unemployed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't do what I don't get. Is the Sadine's rumor came out right when Benning was on the hot seat? There was a banner. Yeah. It, it was such. It was such an obvious like someone from the Aquilini's leaked at the Darren Drager, yeah. and it's like, hey, why don't you put this out there so you know we could take some heat off us trying to decide yeah. for the hundredth time if we want to keep Jim Benning or not. And I'm, I'm sure like this was a plan in the uh, this was a plan uh, in the future a while back, but it just feels like this happened now. For a bit, for like, it felt like it was planned. It was planned, and uh, it's taken the heat off Benning a bit. Like people wanted him out. Like and there was a one point where I thought there was no way he's gonna come back. Yeah. It's, 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 he's not coming back. I just don't see it happening. But I guess the plan is now. Travis Green. We haven't even talked about Travis Green, who got his extension. Mm-hmm. He signed for two years, and Benning has two years left on his contract. <laughs> Benning asks for two years, so it's like. It's all this. The plan is to give him actually two more years, and to see what he can do. And if we all know that Benning and Francesco are best buds, like it just and, and there was some, you know, I don't know, like I like the, he talked about it on Donnie and, and Dolly a couple days ago. He was pretty upset with the way the fans were to towards him, like fire Benning, and he says the family is taking a big hit. Um, and I'm sure his wife and his kid. Uh, Danica, who's also been an SCT uh, member before, actually, in the group <laughs> chat. Um, <laughs> as, uh, it's true. I don't know if I was supposed true. to say that, but yeah. It's well, true it yeah. Now. Um, yeah, she, she joined the group once, actually. SCT alumna. We will not share today. No. I'm sorry. Can we elaborate on that Francesco Aquilini part? He's the sure. oldest um, brother, right? The other brothers want nothing to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I I remember, okay, I was going to tell you this story. I'll tell you right now on the podcast. I was, it was 2009. Remember when we were going through that huge losing streak? We lost eight or nine games in a row. And the yeah. Yeah. Third and Sanford was in, right? I was still season six years old. I'm 29 years old, right? Like, I don't have money to burn, but I'm still supporting my team. And I remember 
Francesca was there. And my friend was there with me, is my best friend, and we bought him the most expensive bottle on the menu. And we told the waitress, uh, the server, not waitress, sorry, server, said, you know, tell Francesco and then uh, that we're here and, you know, we'd be happy to meet him. This was uh, Roberto Luongo's first game back from his groin injury. And we lost to Arizona. And this was like eight in a row, just the night before we beat Carolina with Alex Burroughs scoring the, the game winner. And we hadn't heard from him. We said it in the first period. We hadn't heard from him second period. Third period, we lost, right? Obviously, everyone's choked. We're choked. But we just spent like 600 bucks on a bottle of wine. And he came out. I'm like, you know, Mr. Acolini, you know, you know, my name's Commander Dollywall. I'm a season ticket holder. I just wanted to say it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that bottle of wine. He's like, yeah, you bought me the bottle of wine that I bought myself. So thanks. Now we need another win. And he just walked off. And I was like, what? So to me it was, so he paid whatever X amount of dollars for it. Then I bought him that bottle of wine. So he made a profit of it. Next time I met him was at the Four Seasons in Whistler in 2013. And I knew exactly who he was. And he was not talking to anybody, right? But that didn't that didn't change the way I felt. Okay, go. That didn't change the way I felt about the team, right? That didn't change my devotion to the team. Mm-hmm. But if now this is a power struggle. Right? Because I mean we Well hold on. Our, you don't know tra- hold on, tra- hold on, hold on. First off, you don't know if there's a power struggle. No one knows anything. There's so wow. many rumors I out there. I was just about to say that. About the Aquilini family. So let's not just say there's a power struggle. We do not know that. There's no. so many bullshit rumors that come out about this family. Another thing, too, quickly. I but uh, Joe, uh, Joe, I wasn't yep. going to say there is a power struggle. I'm saying there's well, that's, words of this That's power one of the struggle, rumors. Right? That's yeah, one and, of the and, rumors. And another thing, that too. That might like, be true. But my People like to spend other people's money. Hold on. Let me jump in here. People like to spend other people's money. If you weren't making as much money as before, would you be spending as much money as before? Like, if you're Aquilini, what are you doing? You're going and, you know what, I'm losing a bunch of money this year, but I'm going to spend more money. No, Matt, you're not going to do that. So, that's the thing I don't get. Everyone's, oh, he's being cheap. Well, isn't this the time to be cheap? But what other teams are being cheap, though, Joe? Well, I'm Calgary, sure lot, all, Calgary, lots of teams Calgary laid went off, out, Calgary went out, right? And signed Markstrom and Tanev. Yeah, and they were stupid Tampa. deals. They shouldn't have done those. Like, uh, but that that's still there. St- but 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 I think the point Germinder's trying to make is they went for it this year. Where a lot of yeah. the moves the Canucks made this year were pretty much punting on the season. Like, yeah. why else would you backload like a guy like Brain Holpe to the point where now he's making more than his cap hit is and his contract's untradeable. Like all the yeah. contracts they signed. In the offseason, are backloaded, and that's for the player contracts, right? Yeah. As for the player, why did they not? Why did they not extend all these guys until like right at the last moment? They got a Travis Green deal done. Maybe, maybe not Ian Clark, depending on who you want to believe. Like it was just, just a, I think a lot of these moves were made on the notion that we can't sell tickets, so we might as well just punt on this season. And I get that. I get your notion, Joe. I get your notion that it's not my money to spend. But, you know, to pu- just punt on a shortened season, like these players' careers are very short. You don't have, a, yeah. you know, every year wasted 
is a year you're not going to get back. So to just punt on a season because you can't sell tickets yeah. as a fan. And I, I get the, I get the, like the monetary aspect as a fan, that's a slap in the face. Yeah. But I, I don't agree. Think they, I agree. I don't and, think and they thought and, they were going to punt. No, I, I, and to next, I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. Uh, we're having a good discussion. We're having a good discussion. Um, my point about at that point in my life, when I was very young, not married, nothing to lose, right? Spending thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to support this team, when all I wanted to do was shake the man's hand, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you bought me the bottle of wine that I already bought for you to buy me." Was not very nice, and no. and. You know, that left a very lasting impression on me. But I'm still a season ticket holder. I'm still, I'm going, I will say right now, I will renew for next year, right? Yeah. Going forward. But like Nick said, the point, I'm not speculating, right? This isn't speculation. This is stuff that we know. This is stuff that we know in our inner circles. I mean, we have very uh, connected uh, cultural links, right? And. <clears throat> The fact that they punted on the season is insulting to me as a consumer. So they used my money and took it and made interest on it. And look at Tampa Bay. You know what they did? They won the cup. You know what? That's not good enough. We want to win again. Right? Look at Colorado. We want to win. Look at Seattle. They're already planning. Calgary took a shot. Failed. Failed. It happens, right? Not everything is a success in life. But they took a shot, and they spent the money. So I have a hard time believing that in Vancouver, we can't afford to do the things that someone in Calgary or Winnipeg could do. Look at Toronto. Toronto, I will say, other than Boston, Toronto's my second. I, don't, I can't decide which one is the team that I hate the most, right? Or dislike. <laughs> but they have built that team. There's no way they should be 3-3. Right? There is no way they should be in a position tomorrow to lose. But if I'm Kyle Dubas, I could say I did the best I absolutely could. That roster top to bottom is stacked. Not the goalie. Not the goalie, though. That's right. You're right. Not the goalie. I don't think they understood the French hands, but they're trying to win. Toronto went into the season, like Montreal and Calgary, we have seven teams as division. All we have to do is beat seven teams, get through two rounds, and now it's on. Four and four, right? The final four. So I find it, for myself, I'm going to renew without even being asked, asked to renew and support the team, knowing that they weren't willing to pony up when everybody else did. There's yeah, but not, hold on a second here. Hold on a second. What should they have done? Sign Markstrom and Tanev? Those are the no, wrong decisions. So I, and I don't agree they punted on the season. They didn't punt on the season. They made a few bad mistakes. That was Jim Benning who made those bad mistakes. And there's been talks, oh, he wasn't allowed to buy people out, so he couldn't he couldn't sign to Foley because he couldn't buy people out. Okay, well, was that the excuse, or was it because he spent time on OEL? So it's like, we can't sit here and just say, oh, they punted on the season. They're trying to lose this year. They didn't really care about the year. No, they cared. They just didn't know there was going to be all these external factors that happened this year. But Joe, how can you not know, man? I mean, this is a this is a multi million dollar organization. You, you can't sign Tafoli in the next day. You you trade a third rounder for a five point five million dollar defenseman named yeah. and You couldn't bring in 
a four million dollar forward like Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Like they knew they they if they don't know, then they're not doing their job, right? Everybody knew that there were going to be no fans in the stands in sure. Canada at least, right? And if yeah, but it's about cap space. At the end of the day, we didn't have the cap space to get but that all done without being very sneaky and very creative, and we obviously can't do that. So, but that's you know, because it, we're not capable yeah. of it, right? I think I don't. I, I, I have a hard time. Still, still, we've been talking about it since January. How were you going to go get Oliver Ekman Larson and not get him, not sign to Foley? Like, how do you get the green light from Francesco to go get OEL? Fail, fail. Right, and then not just give Toffoli the money. I mean, in a funny way, I was laughing yesterday. If we had signed Toffoli, then he wouldn't have scored the goal, and then Toronto would have moved on to the next round, right? Like it's funny, but I don't, I don't get the uh, the process. And I think that as a season ticket holder, as fans, we deserve we deserve uh, a perspective as to their their uh, the way they do business, right? You can't go after an $8 million defenseman and then not sign a $4 million forward and then trade for a $5 million defenseman. That's what I don't get. And I think one thing we're missing on that part, though, is I do believe they were going to send some salary back to Arizona. Like, I, I don't know if it was Erickson or if it was Sutter or what it was. There was going to be some shit going to Arizona to, to be able to make this trade happen. And we don't really know enough of the details of that part. But uh, to your guys' point, though, I believe the Canucks shaved off the most amount of actual dollars um, this offseason. I don't think anybody cut budget as much as the Canucks did. I know we still ended the season, um, you know, above the cap and all that. But... Uh, you know what, though? The good news is this, and let's try to end on a positive. The good news is this, that they open up the wallet, they re-sign the coaching staff, or at least, um, you know, Green's back, and it sounds like Ian Clark is around the corner as well, and hopefully we'll get confirmation on that this week, and we'll be able to touch more on it. So maybe, just maybe, the vault has opened, a yet, opened up yet again, and maybe we'll be back to our spending days. One last thing, guys, before we do wrap it up here. It is the draft lottery on Wednesday, a couple days away. Predictions. Got to get predictions from everybody here. Joe, prediction. <laughs> what happens? I say, we, I say, like always, we drop a few spots. We're going to end up you, picking 12th overall. We can't pick 12th. It, my man, it's, it's, my man uh, at Stein Vancouver Gent on Twitter is going to lose his mind because we're going to pick 12th. Okay, and, uh, we'll uh, go to 11. We, we can't drop the 12. We'll go to 11. Joe's oh, got 11. Nick, even what better. You, what do you got? What do you got? I, I think, what do they have? The, the ninth best odds? They're at 9 like right that? now. Yeah, I th- honestly, I, I think they, they stay where they are. I think they pick ninth. They pick, okay, Griminder, what about you? What do you got? Uh, I think they stay where they are as well. Stay where they are. You know what? It's got to happen once, right? They're gonna <laughs> don't, the don't, get, don't get people's hopes up. Don't get people's the, hopes up. They're going to win the lottery. No, 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 it's not happening. It's not happening. Come on. Don't get people's hopes up. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. I love it. All right. Great show, boys. As always, awesome. A lot of good talk. And look forward to seeing what happens on Wednesday. That's a wrap for us.